Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And we are back, and we are ready to uh, get this thing rolling. Um, We've done almost every position group now. This is off the edge. In case you didn't know, I'm Jake Ellenberg, and he is Cameron Lynch. And today, we are going to do our uh, third-to-last position group in our top 10 series. Before we get into that, be sure to like, subscribe, comment, rate, and review wherever you're consuming this content. Be sure to follow my guy at Cameron Lynch 50 on yeah. Twitter. Uh, be sure to follow me at JK Bogan and the show off the edge show on Twitter. Cam, how the hell are you doing? My guy, man, doing great. We're talking about the linebackers today, Jake. So, you know, I played the position. I got this some guys that I played with that are here on this list. Some guys that are honorable mentions, right? They didn't make the top 10 list, but excited to talk about them. Like I said, I played the position, so I won't I won't dive too far deep into it, Jake. Right? I won't, like, you know, sit with each guy like, hey, he does this really well and know about this. I'll kind of touch on it and keep it pushing because I know we got a long list of guys, but super excited to talk about them. Anytime we talk about defense, I, you know, my, my research, Jake, I just take it to that next level. So we talked about defensive ends. We talked about the linemen last um, a couple episodes prior, so. Hey, we're cooking with grease, my man. How you doing? Absolutely. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm on here with my buddy. We're talking football. It's a good day, right? It's a win-win, bro. It's a win-win. It's a win-win. So uh, you know what else is uh, a win-win? BetOnline.ag, who is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines and the latest matchup reports for this year's NBA playoffs. BetOnline is your sports intel headquarters this season as we have you covered for all your sports insider uh, wagering needs from basketball, MLB, NHL, golf to UFC and boxing. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your home head on to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action be sure to use our promo code believe to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online where the game starts cam we start with honorable mentions uh in this series now obviously our, our starts will be a little bit different throughout this throughout the year different episodes whatnot but this is how we start and so honorable mentions cam I got a big name that people are probably going to flip out about not being on that graphic. That'll be on social media uh, probably tomorrow. Roquan Smith, we're starting it off big. Oh, uh, Roquan Smith, honorable mention. I think he's he's great, um, but there are guys that I think are just a tick better. Um, and I think he is somebody that came in the league with like he was a bat out of hell. And then I feel like he's kind of, I don't know, like regressed a little bit. He got back on that train, I think, with the Ravens, um, but he hasn't been better each year. I think he's kind of gone downhill each year, which I mean, hey, he set the bar really high his rookie year. Um, Tremaine Edmonds is another one who is actually going to the Bears, uh, Roquan Smith's old team. And Edmonds is a guy, you know, kind of the same thing, except, you know, I think when you look at Edmonds, the reason why he is in this honorable mention, because there are some things he could be better about as well as like, say stopping the run. He's such a good uh, coverage linebacker, probably one of the best in all football. 
Eric Kendricks is another big name that didn't make my list. Jawan Bentley is a name that I need you to know. And if you don't over in new England, he is putting out, uh, he's doing God's work over there uh, for bill Belichick and not getting enough love. He is a very underrated guy there. So I wanted to mention him as well as Alex Singleton, who's going to the Broncos uh, this season and Ernest Jones. Um, this is not an honorable mention cam. This is that guy like Uche, the last episode where people aren't talking about him. He's probably not even in a top 40 for most people in, in terms of linebackers. Ernest Jones can be in this top 10 cam. He is mm. going to be taking on all of the workload at the linebacker position that Bobby Wagner had in LA. I love Ernest Jones this season and beyond. And I have him as a guy to keep an eye out for and not be surprised if we're talking about a top 10 linebacker at the end of this season. Okay. I like it, Jake. You listen to some great people. There was someone on your honorable mentions that are on mine as well. Eric Kendricks, like you talked about, he's been at the top of the league for a long time. Jake, he's getting a little bit older. So we talk about dinosaurs in the defense. He's not a dinosaur, right? Necessarily. Right. But um, he is someone that has always been super consistent. Um, you know, he got drafted in the second round coming out of UCLA. And so he's now back with the Chargers. So he made a nice business move there going back home. And Jake, a lot of times, you know, we talk about a lot of these linebackers. Some of the things that stick out to me, we talk about the mold. The mold here, the linebacker position is like that six feet tall. And Tremaine Evans is at six five. But you're going to find guys here on this list that are six feet tall to six two, six three, two thirty, 230, running a 4'6", uh, but finding a lot of success. So Eric Kendricks, like I said, he's he's been a lot on top of my list, you know, just kind of watching his tape. Some of the notes I have from his great speed, Jake, he can run fast. I know the four, six, it's like, mm, is that fast? But he plays a lot faster, especially as a linebacker, Jake, whenever you're chasing that football, it, you crank it up just a little bit. Instead of a 40 yard dash, you're not chasing anything. And so, but time. So Eric Kendricks, I got that. And then in the past game, Jake, you know, we talk about the NFL top 100. I think he was like number 70 in 2021. And some of the, some of the notes for him was like, Hey, he's super athletic. He can cover really well. One hand catches in practice really well. He's jumping routes. And I think I find him the most effective when he's in the pass game. And my other my other honorable mention, Jake, is someone who had the NFL on a chokehold when he first stepped in, and that's Devin White. Devin White, he got sponsored by Michael Jordan, right? He won a championship with Tom Brady. And I thought, people thought he's going to be the next big thing since sliced bread this past year. Took a, took a step back a little bit. Um, I'm not sure what was going on over there. Levante David always super consistent, you know, guiding him through. And that's someone else that's on my list. Um, but Devin White, like I said, he had the league on a chokehold at one point. Um, some of the notes I have for him is he's best when he's blitzing, Jake. Um, whenever he's blitzing the quarterback, <coughs> excuse me. whenever he's blitzing the quarterback, Devin White is super effective. And I have him on my honorable mentions, Jake. And then secondly, when he's in open space, he's super disruptive. He's super disruptive in the open space. He's forcing fumbles. Um, he's doing a, he's causing havoc. And I think one of the statements was on him was he's one of the better tackling linebackers that I, that we've our generation has seen. So I got Devin White as my other honorable mention there, Jake. Yeah, no, I, I like that. I like your honorable mentions there. Eric Hendricks uh, being the dinosaur. love that. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I think it's kind of a sad story with Devin White, right? Like like you yeah. said, I mean, this guy was kind of on top of the world. First round pick has it all athleticism wise. It's just. I don't know what it is with him. I feel like, like you kind of nailed it. Um, he's at this point really kind of a blitzing linebacker, almost a specialist, if you will. And with a giant name, 
um, that is his story is not written yet. Like he's still a youngster, you yeah. know, he's still young. Um, and who knows, maybe he needs to change the scenery. I know, you know, you played for the the Buccaneers and you like the Buccaneers, but I mean, he might need a change of scenery. You know, we, yeah. we really don't know at this point, but we do know our top tens and I'm excited to get into it with number 10 playing in the Super Bowl. Nick Bolton of the yeah. Chiefs. This guy doesn't get enough credit. All right. I, I really don't think he gets enough credit. I think Bolton, you know, when you, you look at what he can do as far as a pure tackler, um, I think he's a very, very good tackler, if not one of the best tacklers, maybe the best tackling linebacker in the NFL. I mean, maybe behind Bobby Wagner. He is a phenomenal tackler, but this guy has obviously great speed, great motor. Um, obviously, we saw, you know, he can make plays and, you know, he could put that ball in the end zone, whether he's picking it up or whether he's knocking the ball out and having someone else run it back. Uh, this guy's a playmaker through and through. And the Chiefs, you know, they got him in the second round, um, you know, a few years back. He has turned into a hell of a player. I got Nick Bolton at 10. I like it, Jake. I do, too. I got Nick Bolton at 10 as well. I think we always talk about this. If you play in the Super Bowl, you got respect. Like you play in the Super Bowl, you have to be somewhere on this list or you have to be somewhere here. And um, we talk about the size of these linebackers. I mean, my man is 5'11", right? <laughs> like you talk about the undersized, that that mold, he's breaking it. Um, Super Bowl, probably the best game of his life. Two touch, two fumble recoveries for touchdowns. Like that's insane. The goal is to get the football back, Jake. We always talk about it. How can you get your quarterback the football back? How does Patrick Mahomes get the football back? Nick Bolton is the guy to do it. Jake, for him, in 2022, I have um, 125 tackles on the season, uh, 49 assists, two interceptions, one forced fumble. Like, he's balling out. 2021, I have 83 tackles, 33 assists. Nick Bolton, he's going to emerge as one of the better. He might break the top five next year, Jake. I think he, I think he can do it. So I got him as my number 10 as well. Yeah, he, he's really, his ascension has been impressive. But you know who else has had an impressive ascension? He just is coming off an incredible season. A guy that really just not many even really talk about. And also, you know, he was able to play in a Super Bowl. He's now no longer on the team uh, that he was on uh, prior. An undrafted rookie free agent, TJ Edwards. Uh, he's now with the Chicago Bears. He was with the Eagles. He just had himself a whale of a season. And I think, you know, when you look at these guys, there's clearly a changing of the guard at this linebacker spot, Cam. This is somebody that can cover. This is somebody that can play the run. He can rush the passer. Um, you know, he added 125 tackles, two sacks. I, I really like TJ Edwards, and I want to put him on this list. And he might be higher for some people. He might not even make the list for others. But if you're paying attention, this guy's a top 10 linebacker. And Chicago knew what they were doing, going out and getting him by honorable mention in, uh, you know, Tremaine Edmonds and putting him with TJ Edwards. That's a smart, <coughs> excuse me, Jake. Wow. Smart move by the Bears. <coughs> I think the football gods are trying to kill Cam. Yeah. What did you do? <laughs> Man, I mean, sheesh, I'm over here sweating and coughing. Uh, I think he's talking about linebackers. I'm just so excited here. Oh, um, my God, no. yeah. He's got a fever. And the only prescription <laughs> is more linebackers. More linebackers, yes. But, no, going to just talk about TJ Edwards going to the Bears with polls, what he did at the Bears this offseason for the draft crushing it um I, I like him as well jake i see that he was on a lot of people's list so i was like you know what i figured you were gonna you know jump on that so i have number nine for me jake uh tremaine edmonds um someone who like i said six five guy big big body um <clears throat> excuse me and he crushes it he crushes it when it comes to 
the blitz game, Jake, one thing about him is he's always undetected. And the run-throughs when it comes to offensive linemen, he finds a way to trick these guys. You know, I don't know if it's the dreads that's providing that camouflage. I'm not sure what it is, but he finds a way to get in that backfield. What I have on him, Jake, in 2022, 77 tackles, 24 assists, pretty decent. In 2021, 80 tackles with 27 assists. So, like I said, um, he's someone that demands attention. And the fact that he's going to the Bears with TJ Edwards, they're probably going to be one of the better units in the, in the NFL outside of the guys from the 49ers. I got them on my list, too. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I have them both on my list as well, um, which we'll get to. Number wow. eight for me, I have Notre Dame, former uh, linebacker. Actually, he's like a safety turned linebacker here. Uh, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa um, didn't have his best year this past year, but I still think he's really good. And I think his rookie year kind of showed you, okay, this guy is legit. He is a top 10 linebacker. Uh, you know, maybe in terms of statistical output, he's not quite there, but I'm willing to just, when I watch the film, you know, I'm willing to just kind of gloss over it and see, you know what, this guy is special and he's special in coverage. And that's one thing that we knew kind of coming in, you know, okay, this guy, you know, with what he does, uh, you know, as a safety moves to linebacker in college. And I mean, he looks the part, right. And so I think it kind of gives them that opportunity. And when you look at just the, the speed factor and the fact he's six two two twenty one, he can run with linebackers leaking out, you know, in the passing game, right. You know, he can run with any tight end. He can run with any receiver. It makes him really just hard to kind of beat. And so, you know, again, I don't think this past year was the best. I don't think it was the best for the Browns, period. I think it was kind of just a combination type of season. Um, but I look for him to bounce back this year. And he's going to take number eight for me because of his body of work that I've seen as a whole in the NFL. I like that, Jake. Um, for me, my number eight, I got Dre, uh, Dre Greenlaw. I mean, I can talk about the 49ers and their, deep, their linebackers. I mean, Quan Alexander was there at the 49ers before he got there. And these guys were, were trading time. And he ended up, you know, Quan ended up going to the Jets and, and moving on. But Dre Greenlaw, and I played with Quan Alexander, so I know the type of work he puts in coming out of LSU. And for a guy like this to come in and, you know, take over that position is very impressive. Um, if he stays healthy, Jake, I think he could be in the top five. That's how good he is. Um, you know, he, he approaches the game with a chip on the shoulder. Uh, you know, being a fifth round pick coming out of Arkansas, Jake, guy six foot tall, 230. The most impressive that I find him is when he's at the goal line, Jake. When this guy's at the goal line, he's stopping people from scoring like it's no one's business. Alvin Kamara at the Super Bowl, he's stopping guys at the goal line. I think it was in 2020 when they were playing in Miami. So Greenlaw, he's he's someone to watch out for. Um, I got here, Jake, in 2020, he had 68 tackles with 18 assists. So that's when he was splitting time. And then in 2021, 105 with 25 assists, one pick, and two forced fumbles. So Greenlaw, number eight for me. No, absolutely. I, I think, uh, you know, I'll be talking about Greenlaw shortly. I just wanted to throw something out there. I don't love his uh, chippiness after the whistle. I don't love the, the illegal hits, but I'm going to hit that with something to give him praise. I'm going to give him some disrespect. I'm going to give him some praise back yeah. in 2015. I've always appreciated that at a frat party, he saved a girl who was roofied. So I always, Ooh. I always feel like that's something that needs to mention. Um, he does like annoy me after plays when he, you know, the helmet to helmet hits like, you know, yeah. but you got to throw that out there. That is something that that should be something that we talk about because that's something like I'll champion that, right? Like yeah. that, that's good stuff. It's a, it's a character thing, right? You think like, Oh, is he dirty? You know, 
uh, hitting people after the play or some helmet hits. And sometimes that linebacker, Jake, it's like that chip. It's hard to bring it back in, right? It's like your cup yeah. is overflowing. Your underside, quote unquote, undersized. These guys are six eight, six five. You know, whatever it is, three hundred pounds. You have to find a way to be successful. And sometimes, like you step into that game, hey, let me make sure that I'm a dog today, and that cup starts to overflow. And for him, it kind of goes a little bit too far. So. I think as he gets older, he'll start winding it down a little bit as those fines start increasing. He'll winding it, he'll start winding it down a little bit. I think the hit you're talking about is against uh against Herbert with that helmet to helmet hit. That was pretty brutal. And that's that's not allowed. But going to the other side, right? What he's done off the field and that his character, you like I say, we can't glaze over that because he's yeah. not a bad guy, just because he hit Justin Herbert in the head. He's actually a good guy. It's just he just aggressive on the football field. Yeah, no, exactly. I think really, you know, I think about the the time like, you know, Cam Akers surgically repaired, you know, Achilles and kind of bending that backwards and just, it, but that's on the field though. It's like you yeah. can be a dirty player, but still be a good person. I think people kind of miss that. So I wanted to kind of throw that out there. Uh, number seven is Matt Milano. I feel like he's a lot better than people realize. I only know how good he is because he's been on my dynasty team since the inception of our dynasty league in 2017. I wouldn't have any idea probably because it's hard to keep up with everybody. I would know he's pretty good, but not this good. And so really, I think when you look at Matt Milano, he's just a playmaker, man, through and through. This is somebody that is just a playmaker, uh, whether it's, you know, forcing the fumble, getting the sack, uh, you know, what he can do as a pure tackler. And then what he does in coverage, he is again, one of the top coverage linebackers in football athletic guy and a guy that I think people kind of turn a blind eye to uh, maybe mm-hmm. not on purpose but you know I think when you look you know fifth round selection in 2017 out of Boston College um, I don't think he's on everybody's radar but obviously Bill's fans are, are going to know who he is they they've been you know singing his praises and uh, I think this if I'm not mistaken this is the guy that was just an all pro like he was just named an all pro so uh, first team so look like I understand that sounds crazy but Matt Malone deserves to be on this this list and I might have him too low as it is but I'm gonna keep him here at seven no I I like it Jake I mean he's a little bit higher on my list Um, just the way he's been playing football I mean yeah it was I'm not saying it was either him or him or Tremaine Edmonds that went to the Bears but clearly you know, the, the bills value him. They didn't want to give him, you know, give him up smart player. So I like him there, Jake, uh, my next guy on my list, I got Bobby Wagner, Jake. I mean, just the type of career that he's put together. I mean, before he came to the, went to the Rams, right from the Seahawks, I think he tallied a season where he had no missed tackles. That's insane. Similar to like the Deandre Hopkins, where he's like no drop passes in a season. That's pretty damn impressive. Um, you know, coming out of Utah state in 2012, Talk about another dinosaur that deserves to be on this list. He he is that guy. Um, for him, I got in 2022, he had 89 tackles with 44 assists and two interceptions. Um, absolutely balled out the Rams. And in 2021, 118 tackles with 48 assists. So um, he's constantly putting on a clinic, right? Uh, he He's at the top of his game, Jake. And, you know, I'm curious to see how he's going to finish out at, at in Seattle. You know, he went from Seattle to the Rams back to Seattle. He negotiates his own contracts, Jake. The things that he does off the field uh, matches what he does on the field as well. He's an outstanding person, and I think the NFL needs more people like Bobby Wagner. So I got Bobby Wagner next at that position there, Jake. 
Yeah, the NFL needs more of those guys. Like when a streaker jumps on the field, Bobby Wagner's going to knock him silly. I love that hit so much. I think that was my favorite moment of him on the Rams. (laughs) Yeah, no, actually, I was at that game, Jake, and I got video of that. um, And that was crazy, right? Uh, At least somebody did. I think that was the best thing that probably happened that game because the Rams were (laughs) struggling all year and we needed some entertainment. So Bobby Wagner, sign him up as your next bodyguard for your next party. Yeah, my God, like the the pink smoke flying in the air and everything. Yeah, that was yeah. uh, that was fun. Number six, Dre Greenlaw. All right. Nice. Um, I think when you you look at, you know, his body of work, I think, like you said, if he stays healthy, he can be that top five linebacker. Um, he's not just high on my list because he's on the 49ers and he plays next to Fred Warner. Like this guy is legitimately one of the best linebackers in all of football. And I mean, it speaks volumes to just the fact that they drafted a guy in the fifth round, you know, um, yeah. they, they developed him, you know, they, they did a really nice job with this guy. You normally don't find guys like this in the fifth round, but Dre Greenlaw, you know, he's had a hell of a career early on. Uh, the only knock on him is he's not a great blitzer, I would say. Uh, but when you look at, you know, just his athleticism, he's great in coverage. He's great against the run. He just does it all, really. Um, and, and I think he deserves. Yeah, I think he deserves more credit. He's outside the top five, barely for me. But I think number six is a good spot for him. Yeah, that's a good spot, Jake. I mean, he's that he's daggone impressive, man. Like I said, I played with Quan Alexander. I know the type of work he put in, the fact that he was competing with with Quan and ended up winning that position. Quan going to the Jets. He's a baller. Like I said, he showed up in that Super Bowl. He showed up and he showed out. So I, uh, that's a good pick up there, Jake. Um, the next person I have on my list is Shaq Leonard, Jake, uh, or Darius Leonard. I know he, he's going by his middle name now. I mean, the man The man is is next level. The man is next level. Um, we talk about turnover machine. We talk about uh, Peanut Tillman. The Peanut Tillman punch, he has that punch. Um, you know, you, you see like the top 100 list and people talk about him. They call him the turnover machine. And that's the most important thing about football, Jake. We, I, I feel like I said it twice in the show already. I say it every show when you're on defense, get the football back to your quarterback. He does that with a, with a crazy uh, efficiency. Um, we talk about he has crazy long arms. I know a uh, Mac Jones calls him eight arms, right? He's everywhere at any time, um, intercepting the football, um, punching the football out. Um, and some of the notes I have for him is he can read the quarterback's eyes really well. Um, he is tracking those guys. And I don't know if it's, if it's his discipline is strong from raising his horses and he's watching them as they're on whatever it is, but he has extreme discipline with his eyes. And that's something our coaches always tell us is, if you have bad eyes, you're not going to make plays at the end of the day. And he is someone who who is really disciplined. Uh, he's good at tricking some quarterbacks. So he's going to act like he's over here, but he's really running over there to drop back in the zone and intercept that football. So I got Shaq Leonard there. And Jake, just some of his stats. Uh, you know, my guy, 6'2", 230, uh, ran a 4'7", um, out of South Carolina State, HBCU, and got drafted in the second round. So we talk about this speed, this 40-yard dash. My man plays way faster than that. And so – I got for him, and I know he got hurt a little bit in 2022, but in 2021, uh, he had 81 tackles, 41 assists with four interceptions and seven forced fumbles. That's insane. That's 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 what defensive ends do. And the fact that he's doing it from the off-the-ball position, peanut Tillman punch, turnover machine, he is him in 2020, 93 tackles, 29 assists and three forced fumbles. So when he when he is healthy – he might be in the top two to three, Jake. Like he, you know, he he's he's a force to be reckoned with. And the fact that um Zaire Franklin, I, I play with Zaire Franklin and he has stepped in for 
for Shaq and Zaire had a, he had, I think he set the record for the Colts for tackles in the season. So they have a strong group over there at the Colts as well. So uh, Jake, I think as we keep climbing up these ranks, you, what we're realizing is these strong linebackers have strong partners next to them, right? And iron sharpens iron. And I think the only way for these guys to really blow the top off is if they have a strong uh, accountability partner and, and another linebacker. So Shaq Leonard, I got him, uh, got him there, Jake. You know, else we're, we're realizing uh, this is a position you don't necessarily need a first rounder. Mm-mm, nope. I mean, you know, JOK, Jeremiah Wusu Koromoa, we thought was going to be a first rounder. We were shocked he fell the second. Um, just the consensus, right? Nick Bolton, second. Edwards undrafted. Insane. Uh, Milano, I think it was, I said fifth. Yeah. Um, Dre Greenlaw, fifth. You know, it's pretty crazy, right? I mean, yeah. You think about the defensive ends, though. Now, the defensive ends, all those guys are defensive linemen. All those guys were first round to top ten picks. So, yeah, it's just it's interesting how the how the chips fall there, Jake. It is, and this year we saw one linebacker go, Jack Campbell, in the first round. And I thought the best linebacker in this draft went in third. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm, we'll I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, right? Uh, yeah. Number five, we've broken in the top five. I'm going to go with Demario Davis. Um, I just don't think like, I want to say he doesn't get enough credit, but I think he probably does. Honestly, um, he's just a model of consistency through and through. You know, this is somebody that no matter where he plays, you know, whether, you know, it's been in New Orleans or it's been that, you know, cup of coffee had with uh, the you know Cleveland Browns or the Jets. Um I do say he has just ascended to another level uh, since he entered the New Orleans organization in 2018. Uh, this is somebody that over his career has 41 sacks. He just had nine, almost 10 sacks as an off-ball linebacker um, in 2022. Now, I think when you you look at his body of work, I think he's just a leader. He's a guy who's become a really, really like elite uh, blitzing linebacker. Clearly, the stats show that Um, really good in coverage. I mean, I'm just really impressed with the guy, just how he stayed so consistent. Six two, two forty eight. Like he's you know, he's not big six foot five Tremaine Edmonds, like tall, but he's got two hundred forty eight pounds underneath him. Um, It's weird. He's like hybridly built as a three, four you know, inside linebacker, like bigger. Um, but he also has some characteristics of the four, three in him. He's 34 years old. You talk about a dinosaur. This is a dinosaur and fun fact. Another non first round pick was drafted 77th overall, uh, out of Arkansas state in 2012. So I mean, Hey, if anybody's listening out there that wants to be a linebacker and is worried, they're not going to go in the first round. You clearly don't have to go in the first round to play this position at a high level. You don't have to. You have to be a great leader, though. And that's one thing Demario Davis says. I got him a little bit higher on my list, Jake. You talk about the body he work, the body of work he does on the field, but even off the field. We talk about the players coalition and, you know, fighting for justices. And he is always the forefront of those things. You talk about making change in New Orleans. He's in the front, the forefront of those things. So I can see him, Jake, when he's retired. You think about Troy Vincent, who is SVP of the NFL. I can see a guy like Demario with taking those leadership skills to the NFL and making our game better. So 
Uh, I, I really respect him a lot, Jake. My, the guy I have, we're talking about the top five. And to be honest, you know, these next couple of guys that we've talked, that we talk about, hey, they could be switched out because this is a strong list and this list can move really quickly. But uh, I got Roquan Smith, Jake. I know you mentioned uh, his, his move to Baltimore and how things are changing up for him a little bit. Uh, he got drafted in 2018 out of UGA, eighth round pick. So he's a little bit different. He's more of a big money guy, 6'3", 232. And uh, some of the stats I have for him, 2022, Jake had 114 tackles, 55 assists, and three interceptions. That's that's probably one of the higher numbers I think I've seen out of this whole linebacker list. Um, and then 2021, 111 tackles and 45 assists. So he's putting numbers up. You talk about a tackle machine, Jake. He is him. Uh, you know, think about like when I coming out of high school when I would look at the newspaper, Jake, I look at the newspaper and see what linebackers had a certain amount of tackles. I wanted to make sure I was at the top of that list. Roquan is at the top at all times, you know, so he he he's a highly productive player. Um, the fact that he's going to the Baltimore, they're, they're going to be, they're very lucky that they have a guy like him. Um, and it, Jake, we break down the other numbers for the other guys. You see like 80 tackles, 70 tackles for him. He's just a machine, uh, four or five, one in a 40. So that shows it's showing up on his stat sheet that no matter where the ball carrier is, Roquan Smith is going to have a hand in it. And so one thing I would like to see from him, Jake, you know, we talk about a Shaq Leonard who's a little bit lower on my list than him is I would like to see Roquan create some turnovers, right? He's so, he's so close to the ball. Well, let's, let's focus on that football and get it out. So um, I got Roquan Smith there at my, uh, at my number five there. There's our big, uh, our big difference or big variance. I had him at 11, uh, which is outside the top 10 honorable mention and you had him at five. So, Hey, you know, interesting stuff there. Um, I got a question for you. If you change your middle name to your first name, does your first name then become your middle name? (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I guess so. I guess so. So so it's, it's Shaquille Darius Leonard. Mm -hmm. I I guess. I I don't know. I'm not a name expert by any chance, but (laughs) I got a story for you with Shaquille. And the reason Mm -hmm. I'm bringing him up is because, well, newsflash, he's number four for me. Um, So Shaquille Leonard, yes, he had injuries last year. Uh, We can't forget how elite he is. He's definitely in that top five for me. Um, But with with Shaq Leonard, the the thing that I will always remember about him is we're sitting there at the Senior Bowl. Uh, The Senior Bowl is finished, right? And it's kind of weird. Like they bring people into this like kind of lobby, like the players in this lobby. And like, it's kind of like, oh, first come, first serve, right? Um, And you just, you know, you talk to people. And I've had all sorts of interviews that way. And I'll never forget. And I should have interviewed him. I did not. I'll never forget. I'm interviewing. I want to say Jalen Samuels, who ended up going to the Steelers. And I'm watching this guy in the corner, Darius Leonard who's just on his phone and no one is interviewing him. And we're talking, this guy went in the second round. So it was kind of like a, you know, look who's laughing now moment where he finishes this game. And I'm even a part of that group cam. Like I just never went over. I don't know why. Um, I mean, I was in an interview with somebody, but I noticed he was by himself. I'll never forget that because Mm. the guy went from by himself post game, not getting any interviews from anybody to becoming arguably the best linebacker in football. I haven't met four, but a full body of work, you know, this season coming off the injury could be yeah. a number one again. Isn't that crazy yeah. though? Like, I mean, yeah, I mean, he, he is coming out of HP from an HBCU Jake. So a lot of times when it comes to reporters, like our reporters watching HBCUs, like I, you know, and I think that's, 
the NFL is doing a great job of lifting up the HBCUs because more more so of the Hall of Famers come from HBCUs. But I think it's a it's a result of that. Jake, right? If he went to Alabama or a USC, like he wouldn't have any room to breathe. And so I think, you know, we talk about a chip on your shoulder. That's a chip that I think that's the definition of a chip on your shoulder is not, you're not getting quote unquote much love to then being, like you said, being the best linebacker in the league. And, you know, to be honest, now we're talking about, I might have to move him up, my man. Uh, we might have to rearrange this order. Uh, but yeah, my, the next guy I got on my list, Jake, um, I, I got Matt Milano. Um, we talked about just the type of career that he put together. You said, Hey, he could be higher. And that's why I put him here. Um, and, and Shaq was hurt last year and Matt wasn't. So, um, you know, I got him a little bit higher. Like I guess we could shift it around, but Matt Milano, um, a six foot tall linebacker, Jake, uh, 223, come out of Boston College, who ran a four six. I mean, he's just smart. That's just one of the things. He's just a smart player. And when he comes to tackle, Jake, he has both feet in the ground and he's coming to lay a thump. Like I was watching this tape, and I'm like, ooh, like he's hitting like that. He's hitting like that. And we talk about this this past year, um, 78 tackles, 22 assists, and three interceptions. So found a way to get the football. 2021, 64 tackles and 19 assists. Um, this just very imp- impressive player. You know, you mentioned it up. Uh, he has that home run ability. You know, when you watch a guy like him, it's like, oh, home run. There you go. Right out of the park. And he has that. Um, and then, like I said, I, he gets the ball with with that chip. He he is six feet tall, probably five eleven, Right. But he has that chip on his shoulder. He knows he's not the tallest out there, but he's going to be one of the most productive and and I see guys like that, like I, I wanted to model my game like that as well. So it was really cool to see a guy like Matt Milano ball out. Um, but yeah, I have him there on my list as well. Yeah, Matt Milano, you and I both have him. I had him seventh and you have him fourth. So yep. we move on to the top three, the big three here. Got number three, uh, Levante David. I mean, yeah. I, I still remember, Cam, it was years ago, but I still remember you know, being a little kid, 2012, I mean, we're talking, you know, what, this is, you know, 11 years ago. And (laughs) I'm sitting there and looking over the the draft and everything. And I'm just falling in love with this kid out of Nebraska. I'm like, this guy just plays faster than everyone else. And I didn't feel like he played faster than everyone else because he was faster. I just felt like it was a mental thing. Like he just processes things. He's an instinctive guy. Like there are guys that are reactionary linebackers and there are guys that are just instincts. Like it, it, it just is second nature. And that's how I felt, you know, Levante David was coming out of Nebraska. Mind you, uh, the Kansas Jayhawk in the background, uh, Nebraska used to be in the big 12. So I would watch Nebraska games And I was just like, man, you know, as a a Rams fan, you know, young Rams fan, I'm just like, we could use a linebacker like that. You know, there have been guys in the past, uh, you know, the late great Isaiah Robertson back in the day, um, you know, guys like Roman Pfeiffer, uh, you know, London Fletcher, James Laurinaitis. And I was just like, man, if we could go get Levante David and they had a shot and they didn't get him in the second, it still bugs me to this day, but uh, shout out to Levante David because playing for the same team, your entire career from 2012 to 2023 uh, and beyond potentially, I mean, he's 33 years old, Cam, he's a dinosaur, but he's kept himself in such great shape. This guy is still one of the best linebackers in football. I got him at three, man. I know that might be a little high, but for some people, but I think that's, uh, I think that's where he belongs. I think he's a top three linebacker even still. I mean, I got him higher, Jake, right? I mean, I, <laughs> I had a chance to play behind him and, you know, we talk about Derek Brooks talking about hall of famers at the Buccaneers. 
you know, Monte Davis going to be in that same conversation. Um, you know, and at one point we talk about Devin White. I thought Devin White was going to eclipse Levante, but you just see Levante year in year out, no matter who comes into that locker room and is looking to take over that role. He's just consistent, man. He's super consistent. I, I'm going to save the praise for him a little bit later in the next pick. But um, from my number three, Jake, I got Demario Davis um, playing against him while he was at the Saints. Um, actually, when I was when I was close to finishing my career, the last team that I worked out for was the Saints, and I got to watch their practice. Jake, it's burning up in New Orleans. After a two-hour practice, my man is running half-field sprints, like by himself, in the heat, full pads, after a full practice, during training camp, Jake, like nobody does that. Vets are looking to get off the field, but not DeMario. I talk about his, his leadership ability. He's one of the better or one of the best leaders, Jake, in the NFL, like full stop. So DeMario, um, really impressive. You talked about his, the sacks that he had this year. That's that's crazy. Um, I'm going to add to that 63 tackles with 38 assists in 2021, 75 tackles and 31 assists. And you talk about quarterbacks of a defense, you know, before a game, Jake, when you're you have a guy say, hey, talk to the team before the game, get him riled up. DeMario Davis is him, Jake. I think. If you go on YouTube and, and listen to some of his speeches, bro, like they might, you probably put a speech in the Hall of Fame. Like I don't know if outside of Ray, Ray Lewis, you <laughs> know, and, speech artist. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like that's that's how damn good he is. And you know, Ray, you think about Ray Lewis's, you know, Brian Dawkins before a game get you hyped up. He gets people hyped up more in an intellectual way. You know, he kind of like taps into the soul a little bit. Not really like that. Rah rah, let's go run through a wall, but. Hey, let's go run through the wall, but let's hope let's break the whole thing down, you know, and let's all do it together. So Demario Davis, really dang on impressive, Jake. Um, like I said, he he's he might be a dinosaur, but he's a dang good dinosaur. And um, you know, the, the NFL is lucky to have a guy like this in the um in the ranks. Well, I'm glad you said that because it really kind of sheds light on how the hell this guy is getting better at that age. I mean, yeah. really, I, I, I like, have we like, you know, not been paying attention? How does Aaron Donald get better year in and year out? It's because you're putting in that extra work. I mean, putting yeah. in the extra work is, is worth it, man. If you put in that grind, it, it, it pays dividends, you know? And it so, does. you know, I like that you said that, especially that, you know, the, the sprints thing. I mean, that's, yeah. Hey, like, all right, maybe, maybe Devin White isn't doing that. Maybe he is. I don't know, but what I'm seeing and what you're telling me is that Demario Davis is working out. Like he's a 24 year old who's hungry to try to get on yeah. the field. And the guy, the question isn't getting on the field. The question is, is he the best at his position? And that's pretty awesome. When you, you talk about a guy who's getting older, you know, and getting up there in age. Yeah. Yeah. No, he works out as if it's his first year on the field. You know, you think about like a Tom Brady where he'll win a championship, but someone was like, Hey, right after that, he's right back in the gym. Like, Oh, they're going to let me, you know, like he just has that mentality where he wants to start over and start fresh and not rely on his laurel. So hats off, hats off to DeMario. Yeah, absolutely. That That's fantastic stuff, Cam. Uh, number two, all right. He honestly could have been number one, but I'm thinking in terms of going into 2023, I'm going to go with Bobby Wagner here at number two. Um, nice. I heard all year long how this guy was washed and how he's just completely hit a wall. And I just don't see it, Cam. Like you said, he didn't miss a tackle. Uh, he played all 17 games on a completely horrible type of uh, I mean the, the roster wasn't bad but just the injuries plagued the Rams all season long they weren't going to the playoffs and this guy never took a down off he was always out there you know and, and to me that says a lot um, but also you know his ability he could still 
you could still rush the passer. You could still blitz right up the middle. He could blitz off the edge. You know, this is somebody that had a lot of success uh, with Aaron Donald gone for nine of those games. I mean, I just don't think he gets enough credit uh, for what he's doing still. You know, obviously yeah. he's still considered a top linebacker by name, but I feel like there are too many and there there's even like, I, I remember there was a big thing of like TikToks and YouTubes that were going out there like this guy's washed and this is why he should have been playing this and he didn't play that. BS, man. Bobby Wagner isn't washed. He's still playing at a high level. Um, I cannot believe the Rams just let him go for nothing, but I will say that he's going back to Seattle. He's playing on a team that just played in the playoffs. He's going to, you know, add more leadership to that locker room that literally is starting two second year guys at left tackle and right tackle. Uh, they're a young team. I mean, they got a lot of young guys and I think, you know, having a guy like Bobby Wagner back in the clubhouse, you know, it, it's, it's good for them. And so I have him in number two, Cam. I think he really is. Uh, he's that good. He is him. He's still him. <laughs> yeah, he is him. And Jake, I think we saw it whenever I think at any moment he wanted to, he could take over a game. I won't say any moment, but for example, when he played the Seahawks, he was like, I'm taking over this game. Sacks, interceptions, yeah. like balling out. When he plays the Rams twice this upcoming year, is he going to smack them in the mouth? Yes, because we've seen it the other way around. So very daggone impressed with Jake. And we talk about someone that's willing to take over a game um, at any point. We talk about that with Chandler Jones, right? Like, oh, I can get five sacks in the game right now. Talk about Alvin Kamara. Oh, I can score three touchdowns in one game. Someone that I've seen personally take over a game, my number two, Levante David Jack. I've literally sat on the sideline and Levante like, hey, I'm about to go get this football back. And you're like, okay, you know, hey, go out there. Popcorn do ready and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you're hype. Like, all right, cool, bro. I see the way you talk, like manifesting it. Go dream. Dream big, my guy. And Jake, next thing you know, he's out there in the series. I'm preparing for a punt, you know, strapping up, getting ready to – or not punt return, getting ready to roll. My man comes back with the football, Jake. I take him a helmet off. I'm off a punt now, right? Like the offense is back out there. But I've seen him do it literally just manifest it, and it's kind of crazy. And think about the Super Bowl with Devin White, right? I think you hear him You hear him manifesting interceptions and actually doing it. He, he gets that from Levante, Jake, right? Like Devin White was him because of a guy like Levante. Like there's no way you start that fast in the NFL and you're everywhere where you need to be without someone who is telling you where to go. And Levante, super impressive, Jake. He's going to go down the Hall of Fame. We talk about Derrick Brooks being a Hall of Fame linebacker for the Bucks. Levante is going to be him. Like I said, just playing behind him, learning from him. He is built for football. You mentioned, like, instincts. He is a football player. Like, for me, I had to work hard. Like, you know, I know he works hard, but I had to work hard to kind of do different things to get where I need to go. For him, he just, like – Go over there, you know, like, yeah. go over there. And like, you know, it just, it takes a lot of people, a lot of other people to process, like you said, but for him, not so much. Um, There's one, you know, and I'll pass it back to you, Jake, for your number one. We probably have the same number one, but I'll never forget. It was in practice and there was a play. He, he told our coach, he said, Hey, I want to go play corner. <laughs> and we're like, what? You know, sometimes linebackers have to go out and cover the number one receiver. We're doing different defenses. And so I think he was going against like Chris guy when he was going against somebody, Jake, and he's seen all of our route combinations, so he kind of knows where guys are running, what they're going to do. And, Jake, when I say my man looked like Deion Sanders, bro, as a <laughs> linebacker out there, cornerback, it was it was next level. Like, his cover skills are next level. You know, whenever at the Buccaneers we need somebody to cover a tight end, Travis Kelsey, or whoever that is, it's Levante. So 
not only is he a great tackler, not only can he make plays in the backfield, but I think his coverage skills are what are what bumps him up to the top of this list. It's like glue, my man. And like I said, the best tight end, the best person that somebody needs to cover, put Levante on him, and they're blanketed up. My guy, straight jacket. <laughs> oh man, that is that's awesome. I love these. Uh... You know, these stories that you can tell, you know, from being like the player perspective and whatnot. That's just I, yeah. I really like that. Um, you know, number one here, I think it's pretty obvious. It's either going to be the obvious guy or we're going to have people, you know, coming at us with torches and, and pitchforks. Yeah. Uh, look, number one is Fred Warner. Yeah. Uh, I watched him in 2018 at the Reese's Senior Bowl and the guy just was a natural mover. You know, um, ran a four six four, which I know nowadays doesn't sound very fast, but that's really fast for a linebacker. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's good speed. I know we have these crazy four three speed guys, but like Warner plays like a four three speed guy uh, yeah. when you watch him. And so I think, you know, just like watching the the eleven on elevens or seven on seven drills that they were doing, um, you know, at the the senior bowl practices, just watching how comfortable he was, you know, sticking like glue to any type of tight end, running back, you name it. The coverage aspect of his game is what really caught my attention. Um, but I think this past year, Cam, he may not have had a better year. Uh, than Bobby Wagner in terms of just being, you know, all around and like the forced fumbles and the sacks and whatnot. Um, but one thing he did was focus on one area of his game. I felt like he really needed help in, and that was stopping the run. He became, the, this is his best year as a run defender um, by a mile. And, I understand, you know, the, the injuries are going to be the one thing that could be a little bit of a cause for concern with him, but make no mistake about it. Like if this guy stays healthy, just like, you know, we're talking like about with Jenner. Greenlaw. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's, he's going to be the best linebacker in the league for the next 10 years. Like, yeah. I mean, he is, he's really, really good. I understand he's 26, but I mean, I could see this guy, the way he plays his game, uh, you know, third rounder. And again, we talk about it. Third rounder. Wagner was a second rounder. I mean, there's none of these guys are like, you know, true first round linebackers. And it kind of goes to show you. So no, I think Fred Warner is the best linebacker in football. And it's just because he has the ability to really do it all. And I think that's what I look for more. You might have guys that are better run defenders than him. You might have guys that are better coverage guys than him. You might have better, you know, better blitzers and whatnot. But all around, he is the total package. And that is, to me, is the number one guy. Yeah, like if you want a linebacker on your team, you're going to build a team. Like Fred Warner needs to be number one or number two, right? Like it shouldn't be too much else. Um, and Jake, I don't, I'm not going to lie. If I had to build a team, like Fred Warner would be great. Levante Day would be great. And I think I would take Shaq Leonard, Jake, just – the, you know, pure size. And that'll be cool. That might be another episode one day, Jake, is build, build your team and what that looked like. But, you know, we'll put a pin in that for later. But, you know, we talk about Fred Warner, Jake. I'd be game. <laughs> You'd be game. Jake's like, perfect. Let's do it. So build your own team. the candy that'll, store over here. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That, that'll that be our, one of our next segments one, one of these days. But Fred Warner, you talk about this, his ability to stop the run, make plays, sideline to sideline, Jake. I mean, one side's the next, chasing down your fastest receiver, your fastest running back. He is him. And Jack, one thing I'll say lastly about him is I know we kind of covered him um, outside of his 99 tackles this year and last year and 35 assists. His coaches, D'Amico Ryan and Robert Sala, 
they were both his defensive coordinators and that goes to show like when you're successful in the field you can't just attribute it to yourself you have to attribute it to the person next to you which we uh which we talked about as in um and greenlaw and then your your coaches you got some great defensive coaches that are now head coaches and then therefore you're number one at, at the linebacker position so that like you know i think about the coaches that i had playing football uh, Clark Lee, who's a head coach at Vanderbilt, he's the reason, one of the reasons why I took that next step to the NFL because my man's a genius. And, you know, he had a chance in Fred Warner to be coached by geniuses and therefore his gameplay is next level. So I'll say that lastly about him. He's he's next level, top of his game. Um, he reminds me of that DeMario Davis where he's going to hold that spot for a long time. But Fred Warner, he's excellent. Absolutely. And that's going to do it before we, uh, you know, finish this thing. We're going to give a special happy birthday shout out turning age 44 today, former Indianapolis Colts linebacker in one year with the Baltimore Ravens or sorry, tight end. I don't even, we're, we're talking about linebackers. Yeah. So yeah. I got Dallas Clark. All right. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. He was, he was fun to watch as a kid, uh, especially him and Peyton Manning, you know, really good duo had 53 touchdowns for his career. Um, just, uh, really fun to watch played 143 games, all pro pro bowler, super bowl champion. Happy birthday to Dallas Clark. Dallas Clark. Happy birthday. He can line up at tight end, line up in the backfield. Hey, he, he can do it all. Happy birthday. Dallas Clark. Absolutely. So that's going to do it for us. If you like this, don't hesitate. Hit the thumbs up button. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're not watching on YouTube, be sure to recommend this to anybody who might be interested. Uh, subscribe. If you haven't already do all that good stuff. Follow my guy at Cameron Lynch 50 on Twitter. Follow me at JK Bogan and follow the show at off the edge show. Uh, we will be back soon, but until next time you guys take care and, uh, We'll be talking about corners the next time we're here. Later, folks. All right.